Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Ocean State Sidelines. I'm Brandon McGarry, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times Woonsocket Call. Come to you live this week from Gillette Stadium and we have a special guest, uh, Nicole Menner uh, from uh, Channel 10 in Providence. Joined uh, the network over the summer. Before we talk about the our favorite NFL team and the relation to all their problems have, we're going to uh, give you an intro to Nicole and uh, officially welcome her to the Rhode Island market. Nicole, welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on. Um, I've been at NBC10 since June now, so kind of settling in, getting used to everything. Um, I am from, I grew up right on the border of Rhode Island, so I basically consider myself a Rhode Islander. Very happy to be back home. And yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. Love covering all the teams, local, pro sports, and and all that jazz. So thank you for having me. Um, just before you know, before you got here, Nicole, to NBC, you were out in Green Bay. Yeah, you have you have familiarity covering NFL team. Just uh, what was that experience like? Yeah, it was awesome. I had never been to Wisconsin until I got the job there. So I lived in Green Bay for two years, and obviously Packers are everything there. So I did a lot of that. Covered Aaron Rodgers for two years, which was very cool, and it was a really great experience. Um, small town feel, obviously smallest sports city but it was great the community was great and learned a lot there and, and now we're here experiencing this team <laughs> yes, experiencing another nfl team you traded your cheese heads or i guess that we'll call it the muskets yeah um yep. but uh speaking of muskets i'm sure there's a few uh <laughs> fans that would like to take them on this team right now um here they are sitting one and four as they hit it head, head into another pivotal game out in vegas uh nicole we should say that you have seen the Patriots win a game this year. You were down the Meadowlands. I they, was. They beat the Jets. Um, to you, just, you know, you've been around this team all throughout training camp, the regular season, attending games. Just what is the view of this group right now? Well, I think it's safe to say it's worse than any of us could have expected. I think it, it you know, we expected that there would be some bumps and some figuring out this offense under a new offensive coordinator. Obviously it's a crucial year for Mac Jones in his third season. So I think we expected that it would take a little bit for this team to figure things out offensively as they adjusted. But the fact that they've gotten worse every week on offense, their point totals have gone down each week, I think is very surprising. Um, the defense I think has been solid. Obviously it hurts in big time that they lost their two stars this season, but Times are rough, and I think it's obvious being in the locker room, hearing players at the podium, they all say they're staying positive and the team's together, but you have to imagine it's difficult to do that after the way they've lost the last two weeks. I think if everyone looked at the way the schedule broke down, one in three was realistic mm -hmm. to start. You're starting the year out against the defending NFC champs. You had the Miami here who you've kind of struggled with in the post-Tom Brady era. Originally, you thought you were going to get Aaron, Aaron Rodgers that week three game against the Jets and then going out down to Dallas. Um, so one and three wasn't realistic, was sort of realistic in the eyes of so many. But you got past that stretch and then you thought maybe, OK, soft landings with against the Saints and the Raiders and back to back weeks, get back to 500 and then dive back into division play. I think that's what makes this one and four start, especially in the fashion that happened this past Sunday, 34 to nothing against the Saints just everyone's like panicking right now. Yeah, that was a team that you felt like the Patriots definitely should have been able to beat. Obviously, they have a pretty good defense, but that offense is not great. Obviously, they have some weapons, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's daunting right now. One in four, I feel like, is a lot heavier than one in three. And now you face a Raiders team who also has been going through struggles, but 
They got a win over the Packers the other night. It looks like their offense is maybe starting to come together a little bit. They have some weapons on that offense. Unlike the Patriots, I would say, the Patriots don't really have any star power. Raiders have Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. Obviously, Jacoby Myers has been doing well over there. Hunter Renfro is a very good tight end. And you have, uh, like you said, Jacobs is the reigning NFL rushing champ. But um, they look like they have the pieces to put it all together. And then you look at the Patriots where, okay, Mac Jones, his third offensive coordinator in as many seasons, wide receivers who are solid possession guys. No one's going to be able to take the top off. I don't think we've really seen this two tight end offense that mm-hmm. maybe we saw in the summer with Galetsky and uh, and Hunter Henry come together. And the running game. The running game has been a major problem. So it's such a problem, and that I think just stems back to the O-line, and I feel like that's kind of where things – are starting and we, a lot of us suspected that was going to be the case in training camp. This O line has gone through a lot of different configurations, a lot of injuries. Uh, so between that, the quarterback play, Mac Jones obviously dealing with a lot of pressure, but he's made some poor, poor decisions the last two weeks. I will say when we heard Mac Jones at the podium on Wednesday, everyone was saying it. It was a it was a different Mac Jones than we've seen in recent weeks. He was a lot more loose. He he talked about things he spoke about during training camp, which is kind of getting back to having fun communication so maybe mac jones is more relaxed this week and maybe that carries over into his play sunday maybe we don't see the panic button being pressed out there as much as we have the last two weeks um so i don't know if if you want to look at the positive side maybe that's something that you can be encouraged by this week i think also too when you in mac jones situation you've been pulled from in games back to back Mm -hmm. weeks however People have asked them, are you going to start this week? They've asked them, Bill Belichick, the same question. I really don't think that's an issue because I look at who the backup exactly. is. And people forget. they. Everyone would love Z- Bailey, Bailey Zappi last year. Coming, uh, actually, going back to last year when the Pats were out to Green Bay, he made his NFL debut out of Lambeau Field. There's a reason why Bailey Zappi was cut. Nobody picked him right. up, and he is back here. And it was added basically on the practice squad before getting elevated. Mac Jones, I think, has a lot of rope right now, at least for this season, to prove himself. And I think maybe if he understands that and doesn't think that, you know, Bailey Zappi is like standing over him and everything else, that could be a tribute to the looseness that you saw at the podium on Wednesday. Right. And I think, I mean, that's the reason Mac Jones is is going to start again this week because they just don't have a better option. They still believe Mac is the reason, is, is going to give them the best chance to win. I do think if, if things go the same way they have the last two weeks against the Raiders, then maybe the conversation opens again, and, and it's hard to imagine they put Mac out there. Uh, but I guess let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we'll see how Sunday against the Raiders goes before any other discussions of that come up. Before uh, the Saints game, we saw two AFC East uh, rivals make trades, mm-hmm. kind of like where they are, different mindset right now. Chase Claypool went from the Chicago Bears to the Miami Dolphins for a low-level pick. And J.C. Jackson, hello, welcome back from the Chargers, the situation did not work well for him coming back to New England. Miami right now is kind of like maybe loading up even more to bear on offense where the Patriots are. We have our issues on offense, and you kind of alluded to this, not having Christian Gonzalez for the rest of the season potentially and Matthew Judon. You know, they're trying to fix that defense as opposed to maybe giving Mac Jones more tools in the toolbox. Yeah, and that's a major problem. I think that's that's kind of one of the glaring issues on this team is that the offense wasn't really built to support Mac Jones. There's no star power in the wide receiver room. Obviously right tackle has been an issue for so long here. Um, and I just don't know that many offensive guys that are out there that could come in now. I mean, you look back at this off season and you probably wish you spent the money on Deandre Hopkins to come here and, and give them that threat because right now they just don't have it. 
Um, and that's what's kind of separating them, especially, I mean, you look at the division and obviously things look a lot different for the Jets now that Rodgers isn't there, but they still have some great talent on that offense between Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, and the Patriots just don't have that. So it's hard to imagine that they could compete in this division anytime soon. Speaking of struggling to compete, the special teams unit has been a concern as well. Uh, we can say, you know, going with a rookie kicker mm-hmm. over Nick Falk. Nick Falk hasn't missed a kick out in uh, Tennessee yet. I believe I saw the stat. He's 10 for 10. Um, Jabril Peppers, last week, he fielded a punt. There was nobody within him within 10 yards. Also, a fumble the punt out of bounds. You know, other than the Rams score play on Sunday Night Football, this unit has not been very good, and they've been a problem area for almost a full calendar year now. And that's a kind of shocking because given how much Bill Belichick emphasized special teams. Yeah, and I think it's one of those situations when it rains, it pours. I feel like all the problems are just kind of carrying over right now. Um, the rookie kicker thing's interesting because, you know, coming from the Packers, it was the same situation. They moved on from their veteran kicker, went with a rookie, and then that comes with the whole rebuild versus reloading thing. Um, I mean, I don't know if I think it was a silly move for the Patriots to make because I understand having to move on from the veteran and enrolling with a rookie. I'm sure he's just working through some kinks. Hopefully he can kind of be more stable over the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just all in all, it's, it's, it has not been great for the Patriots. And we'll see what Chad Reinhold can deal down in down Vegas this week. And I guess to Nicole, we're starting to see the, back channels of stories getting out. Mm -hmm. There was an article in The Athletic that kind of painted Robert Kraft as being frustrated. There was an article in the Boston Globe on Thursday that basically broke down Mac Jones. I guess right now the problem with the losing is that the locker room can start to fester where we saw some, maybe Gerard Mayo was asked the question the other day, is the defense turning on the offense and things like that. Losing opens those doors and the only way to cure it is winning. But Mm -hmm. the more problems are surface the more that we're going to probably see stories like we have seen the last few days. Yeah, it spirals. And I mean, you know, you look at this defense, they have to be frustrated with the offense right now. They're getting off the field and immediately having to go back on because Jones throws a silly pick six. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to keep those frustrations at level. I'm sure there's a lot of open and honest conversation going on in the locker room right now. I'm sure they're having these talks. Um, I don't know how, how far those will go. You know, I don't I don't know another players only meeting, but. How many of those can you have? So, yeah, things aren't great. Um, I don't know if I would call Sunday a get-right game because I think the Raiders have a very good chance of beating the Patriots on Sunday, but it could be a get-right game for them. Um, And then, obviously, we know things don't really get easier the next few weeks. So I think Sunday will be very telling about the direction of where this team will continue to go this season. And, you know, it should be noted that Robert Kraft has owned this since 1994 only had three losing seasons over that span since 1994 95 six and 10 2000 they went five and 11 bill belichick's first year and 2022 last year they went eight nine so obviously this is a new territory for the boss man as well yeah um again and bill belichick too i mean his worst two losses in his coaching career came over the last two weeks so you know, it's all about how the team responds. Um, we know they tried to shake things up a little bit this week by switching the practice day, bringing players in on Tuesday. Um, I, I think they're probably in desperation mode a little bit, um, even though, you know, technically it's still early. We're only going on to week six, but something's got to give with this team. Well, we'll switch gears here for the final uh, portion of this uh, podcast and uh, we'll go some NBA here. Okay, you know, I like it. <laughs> you had the opportunity a few years back to cover the Milwaukee Bucks mm-hmm. on their road to a championship. Um, Drew Holiday, yeah, he came to the Celtics on the eve of trading camp on 
you know, basically he was a Portland uh, trailblazer for a hot minute. And all of a sudden he finds him here in Boston, just um, having the opportunity to cover that team. What was your kind of your takeaway hearing the news that Drew was coming to Boston? Yeah, well, I can speak more on him as a person and kind of how much value he added to the team versus obviously, you know, what he can do on the court. He's a great two-way player. Um, Everyone in Milwaukee loved Drew Holiday and his wife, everything they did for the community. Um, He was just such a staple, it felt like, in that community. In the short time he was there, a lot of heart. Um, a great leader. So I think he's going to be an awesome addition for the Celtics, both on and off the court in the city of Boston. I'm very excited to see what he does here and, you know, if he can end up staying here long-term, especially the Celtics Bucks rivalry has been so fun over the last few years. So I I'm excited for that too. I think it's great. Oh, appreciate you uh, coming aboard. We'll have you back on soon and uh, appreciate everyone listening to the latest episode of Ocean State Sidelights until the next one. Take care everyone. And thank you.